heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. It is a uh, mid-October day, which means that the, the leaves here in North Carolina are, are turning very, very pretty colors. It's, it's very nice to see, uh, but uh, pretty soon it will be barren and, and cold cold and winter, and it can feel very, very down and despair, and some would say hopeless. I would say they need some hot chocolate. I would say the hot chocolate does help. <laughs> Coddling doesn't hurt. Uh, Under I've told you no many times. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always assume I'm talking to you? You're looking at me. What can I, I say? <laughs> anyway, uh, we are going to be talking about the topic of hope. And I hope that you find it beneficial today that we are talking about it. And actually, the name of this show that we, we've been choosing to call it is, you know, Hope in a Broken World. Because, you know, we do live in a broken world. I mean, if I ask you, is our world broken? Is there a question in your mind of whether it's a broken world or not? Wow. <laughs> that is not a hard question to, to answer. I mean, all you have to do is look at TV and listen to people that are talking about what's going on in the Middle East and all over the world, really, and how people are getting all broken up. Uh, but talking about the changing of the leaves, mm-hmm. I gotta, I've got hope. I hope they all fall on my neighbor's yard, not mine. <laughs> I mean, that's a form of hope. You yeah, know. I, yeah, I usually hope a big wind will come up, yeah, you know, right. just kind of blow it away. So, Al, if, if I was asking you about this topic of hope, what would be some things that would kind of surface for you as, as you talk about hope in this broken world? Well, to me, hope is tied to my faith, deeply tied to my faith. And I think about um, one of my favorite parts of the Bible, and it's, in three of the different Gospels, three of the four, but when uh, Jesus is first telling the disciples that he's going to die, he says, um, you know, the elders and the, the religious leaders are going to reject me. They're going to crucify me, and I'm going to rise on the third day. And Peter pulls him aside and says, whoa, that's not going to happen. He says, well, get behind me, Satan. He said, what you have in mind is not of God. What you have in mind is of the world. And, you know, when I think of those tough times coming, I have hope in that, that God has a bigger plan. That's Romans 8, 28. But when you go a little deeper into that scripture, and this is my box, my hope filled box. Well, inside that box of Romans 8, 28 is this verse that God is in charge. He's, Jesus has a bigger plan and I have to trust in that. But inside that box is the one I cling to the most. And that's the one right after this verse. It says, um, he says, what, is the, um, what does it benefit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You, you know, you have to die onto yourself every day and take up your cross. And, you know, Dennis, I think, really knocked that out of the park for me because he was talking about how at some point he felt God was punishing him when he lost a lot of things in his life. And then he said, I mean, in the next sentence, that he he started to realize that that was God's way of getting things out of the way. So for me, when I think of that hope, I imagine that Jesus is coming to me and saying, okay, 
Al, you've got to give this up. Mm-hmm. You, I've got to take this from you and you've got to let it go. And I, the thing that I, you don't think I see, I see that too. And you've got to give that up. You've got to let that go. And just like I have to take it from you, you have to actually let it go and hold me instead. Mm-hmm. And when you hold me, I can hold you. And to me, that's that hope that I cling to when bad times come. And they, they come, you know, not as much as they have, you know, over, over my lifetime. But to me, when things happen, I have to let go of whatever fear, whatever concern, and I have to embrace Jesus. Absolutely. And I think that there is something to be said for your perspective. As you look at situations that occur, you, know, you can look at the glass that's half empty or half full and, you know, see what kind of the equation you are, pessimist, optimist, whatever that is. You know, I'm kind of, it's half empty or half full, either one. I don't care. It's just half a glass. But uh, I think that there's also times that things happen that, you know, aren't from God. You know, the God didn't necessarily say, you know, I want to put this in your path, right? It's something that happens, a, a sin of someone else, right, affects you. You know, um, we're actually going to go to a clip and, and talk about, can hope be dangerous? Can it be dangerous to have hope in this broken world? And this is from the movie Shawshank Redemption. And in this, in this clip, what you're going to hear is Andy Dufresne uh, has been thrown into the, uh, whatever they call it, the... Solitary confinement. Thank you. Solitary yeah. confinement. I was thinking the box, but that was another movie. Prison. Prison, yeah. He was in solitary confinement because he had locked himself in a room and was playing music over the loudspeaker to try to help bring up the uh, uh, the attitude. Morale. The morale. Thank you. You're really helping me today. I am your, your personal dictionary. You are. Anyway, they, <laughs> uh, anyway, they're trying to bring up the morale, and they break in, and they throw him in solitary. And as he gets out, he's you know eating lunch with his friends, and they're talking about his time in solitary. So let's listen to what plays out on this topic of hope. Hey, look who's here. Maestro. You, you couldn't play something good, huh? Hank Williams or something? They broke the door down before I could take requests. Was it worth it? <laughs> Two weeks in the hall? Easiest time I ever did. I had Mr. Mozart to keep me company. <laughs> so they let you tote that record player down there, huh? He's in here. That's the beauty of music. They can't get that from you. Haven't you ever felt that way about music? Well, I played the main harmonica as a younger man. Lost interest in it, though. Didn't make much sense in here. Here's where it makes the most sense. You need it so you don't forget. Forget? Forget that there are places in the world that aren't made out of stone, that there's a, there's something inside that they can't get to, that they can't touch. It's yours. Talking about hope. Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. It's got no use on the inside. You better get used to that idea. Like Brooks did. What you don't know, if you haven't watched that movie, the character Brooks that he's talking about was a guy that had gotten out on parole, you know, and he was a, a free man. After, what, 40 years? Oh, yeah, many, many years. Um, 
yeah, I can't remember, but it was a long, long decades of time. Yeah. And he gets out and he doesn't know how to adjust to the outside world and ends up committing suicide in, in the movie. And, and that does happen you know, from people that's been in it. And Vinny, do you mind me asking a little yeah. bit about your, your past? You, you work in the prison system, right. correct? I worked in the prison system for many years down here. And uh, I have a, I remember one young man that came in when he was 17 years old. And most of the people in prison, you know, uh, when they first come in, you know, it's a joke until reality sets in about three years after. And they say, holy mackerel, you know. And they, they totally lose all hope. This young man here was 17. Uh, and he was abused, let's put it that mm -hmm. way. Uh, and he became very dangerous to everybody. And they were all afraid of him because he had nothing to lose. He had three life sentences. And he lost all hope. And when I was working near the end of my career, uh, they sent word down because we became, you don't get friendly with them, but if you know them for eight, ten years, he hung himself wow. from 17 years old and he left a note. And he just brought this all to my head here. He left a note. There is no more hope for me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but I, you know, the way I see things, uh, there's always hope. Mm -hmm. The thing of it is, is that you've got to grab it and hang on to it, and it's given to you. And if you don't use it, uh, you'll be a loser because you don't have hope. Absolutely. And I, I want to ask you another question, if that's okay. You've, you've been around for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, a, a couple. A couple, a couple more than Al and I. Um, have there been times in your life, I'm assuming, that things would appear as if there was no hope? Oh, definitely. Uh, the loss of my first wife, the loss of my son uh, after two weeks, uh, then the loss of another son at 58. Wow, that tells you how old I am, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's so much stuff that goes on in everybody's life. Right. I don't care if you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, you believe in God. If you don't have hope, you have nothing. Right. You really have nothing. Because I said that when we were talking before we came on the air, hope springs eternally. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it, you will just flounder through life. You know, and I mm -hmm. feel sorry for people that have no hope. It's it's hard in our society. I mean, you can look if you step back and you look at the the grand master plan. One of them of the enemy is to rob hope. I right. mean, if you, if you just look at the way the nightly news is even set up, exactly right. Yeah, you know, very rarely do they have a positive story. I mean, it's all almost about hopelessness or horrible things happening. Uh, turn on reality TV. You know, there's a fair amount of that. Um, used to be the, you know, Jerry Springer show that they used to talk about a lot that, you know, you get to see all this brokenness, but you don't get to see on the other side of that healing and restoration. You only, right. you only get to see the broken parts, right? And we're very good as a society about putting our broken parts in front of others on a public forum, mm -hmm. right? Unless you're in politics and then you hide it. <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't usually say political things, but I just... That's pretty funny. good, though. Yeah. Uh, Al, as I, I talk about this hopelessness in our society, if you're not a Christian, would it be hard to have hope? Yeah, I, 
I think so, because it, it, you can have hope without faith, but where does your hope come from? And the source of that hope, you know, determines how, how strong and how long it's going to last. Vinny, you're shaking your head. Yeah, and you know, hope comes in, you can describe it in so many different ways. You know, I know people that are not Christians. I happen to like racing. I don't mean NASCAR, I mean race horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get the guy that's not a good Christian, you know, and he's got hope that his horse is going to win. That's true. That's hope. Yeah, there are different types of hope. There's different types of hope. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this topic of hope. We're going to have a couple more clips from Shawshank Redemption, and we're going to get Howard, our producer, come on and talk with us as well. So we're looking forward to that. So stay tuned. Go to mashconejourneyradio.org for more information or for uh, podcasts that we've done on past shows. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown on the line of fire, the Christian car guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. Hi, I'm J.R. Martinez, father, author, actor, and I got a Maribel too, and proud U.S. veteran. The road to recovery can be difficult, but now VA offers a faster and easier way to get the disability compensation that you deserve. Just file an electronic, fully developed claim or e-claim on e-benefits. Get a faster claims decision and get back to your life. So what are you waiting for? Visit ebenefits.va.gov today. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. it again today in the face of a little child looking through eyes of fear and uncertainty it echoed in a cry for freedom across the street and across the miles cries from the That's right. Where is the hope? I know that was a little bit of a long bump in, but I wanted you to really hear that from Stephen Curtis Chapman. It's an older song. It's been around for a number of years. I mean, lots of years, not in comparison to us sitting in this room. Yeah. But in, I, I bought that when it came out. You did? Yeah. yeah? Did somebody have to drive you to the store to get it? <laughs> no. Was, was it a cassette? <laughs> yes, it was, Howard. At least you. it was an eight track. Yeah. But yeah, he talks about where is the hope? And, and really, in this life, where is the hope? Howard, as we've been talking about this topic of hope, and you've been listening in, mostly, as you've been listening in, where, what do you think about this topic of hope in a broken world? A lot of times, you may not have anything other than hope. Mm, good point. And good point. sometimes, you've got to find a way to reach it. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, very, very important to have hope. Thank you. That's a great point. I know that there are times, you know, Vinny, I think you said everybody goes through things in their life, right? Yeah. And, you know, having gone through in 51 years a handful of really, really painful things, um, in the midst of it, it feels like there's no hope. There, there's a period of it, but, but 
when you've gone through some things, I know when you lost your wife, it was such a horrible thing, and I, I've never had to go through that. But, but on the other side of that, is there hope that comes from having lived through some very difficult times? Most definitely, of course. Uh, you know, you, you got to get going with your life, you know. Uh, the point that you're making, I thought it was all over. But now, every, da- every night when we finish the show, every day when we finish the show, uh, I tell you, I wish i see you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the audience knows that I'm virtually blind. Uh, and, and I mean that because I'm looking across the way right now at Sam and Al, and they're a blur to me. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. How could I be happy knowing that I'm going blind? And I have a wife that's blind. Mm-hmm. And you think of all the you know, terrible things that are ahead of us, you know, and you give up hope. Mm-hmm. You give up. I'm not giving up. Right. I know that I have hope because I know that if and when that time comes, he will take care of it in a different way. Absolutely. And we'll be happy. And we're going to go back and talk about hope a little bit more with a clip. Okay. When, when we last left Andy Dufresne and Morgan Freeman, which I can't remember his character's name, at uh, Shawshank Redemption, Morgan was talking about hope is a dangerous thing. Well, later on, Andy breaks out of prison and he becomes a free man and, and Morgan Freeman gets out on parole. And he's told him, if you ever feel like having some hope or, or living life again, go find this tree and dig under it and you'll find a box with something in it for you. And there's some money in a note. And we'll listen to as this note's um, being read and you hear Andy Dufresne's voice, but let's hear what's said. Dear Red, if you're reading this, you've gotten out. And if you've come this far, maybe you're willing to come a little further. You remember the name of the town, don't you? They want to nail. I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll keep an eye out for you and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I will be hoping that this letter finds you. And finds you well. Your friend, Andy. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. So I guess I should have listened to the clip about a few more hundred times. I would have realized his name's Red. You know, because they do say it in the clip. But uh, we were talking a little bit before we came in, and you asked the question, what is the opposite of hope? Right? And you had an answer for that. Well, what was the one that came to your mind? To me, it's fear. Okay, why fear? Well, if I have hope, it's, like I said before, my hope comes from trusting God. And, but if I don't have faith in God, then I'm afraid. I'm worried. I, I don't have any net to catch me. Mm-hmm. I'm out there all alone. So, Howard, if I ask you, what do you think the opposite of hope is? What would be a word or something that would come to mind for you? Then why? Okay. Why do I keep trying? It's like, you know, we use clips mm-hmm. as analogies to use sports as an analogy. Um, as a coach, you're coaching a football team that's down by 14 points with uh, a minute left. Do you just walk over to your team and say, 
I don't, I don't have any hope that you can pull it out, so we're just going to head to the locker room. Or do you have faith that something can still happen? Great and point. it may not be winning the game, but something can still come of this that's of, of good. Great point. Thank you. Vinny, if I ask you, what, what would be the opposite or something that comes to mind that would be, when I say hope, what would be the opposite of hope for you? I kind of agree with my buddy here, Al. Mm-hmm. Fear. Uh, I fear going blind, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going blind. And, you know, you lay in bed at nighttime, you know, next to a blind woman, and you say, where is this all going to end? You know, how are we going to manage? Who's going to take her pills out? Who's going to take my pills out Mm -hmm. without making a mistake? Who's going to feed us? You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's all true, you know. But then I turn around and I say, no, don't think that way. You know, God, you're listening to me. You know, I I think everybody knows that I love to pray in the dark Mm -hmm. and I just feel the presence of God with me. And And I just tell him, hey, you got my hand and... Wherever it takes us, it'll take us. And I'm willing to go. Yeah, and that's you, what hope is. You make a great point. The enemy will use truth to spin it to the point yeah. of fear, right? Because it, it is true that your wife has problems seeing and that you're developing problems more and more every day. Right? There is truth in that, but the enemy is going to try to take that and make it be fear. right? And then he can get a, a foothold in that. I know for me, as I thought about what's the opposite of fear or fear of hope as i think about that's despair you know it's it's there there's there's no reason howard as you said to go on right you you know you find people that often commit suicide it's a a a point of despair when they feel like there is no more hope right and that's the enemy's goal is to rob us of hope because when hope falls joy falls faith falls all those things go with it identity falls you know, and it's, it's a pathway to really get to what he's after, to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, fear and despair are exhausting. Yeah. They take all the energy out of you. But hope, like they say, hope springs eternal. I mean, it gives you energy. It gives you a reason to go on. And it gives you um, that next step. We, we, we can't leave Red where we left him. No, we got to get Red. We can't. We got to see what happens to Red. Does Red find hope? Because if you haven't seen the movie, there's some really hard spots to watch. I'll tell yeah. you that. It's a great movie, but there's some really, really difficult spots in it. Not a family movie by any yeah. stretch, but a good movie. But let's see what happens to Red as Andy has an impact on him or he doesn't. Let's see what happens in his life. Get busy living or get busy dying. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. A role violation. Of course, I doubt they'll toss up any roadblocks for that. Not for an old crook like me. Fort Hancock, Texas, please. I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope to see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. 
Can can you guys just hear the difference in yeah. his voice? There's joy. There's joy. There's life. That's right. What a great quote. And I wish I could have wrote it down fast enough. But he said, you know, there's an excitement that only comes from a free man can feel, that only a free man can feel that is on an adventure that doesn't know the end of what's going to happen. I know I paraphrase that, but he's, he's really saying there's, there's hope in that journey of uncertainty. Of course. Right? Of course. You don't know what the future is going to bring. None of us do. You know, but there's hope that it's going to have some good things in it. Right? Right. And why can we have that hope? What in our lives makes it, when you watch the news, there's nothing there that says you should have hope. I don't watch the news. I, I don't either. That's why people ask me, <laughs> hey, did you see that? I'm like, I got no clue. If it's not on Yahoo, I don't see it. Uh, but if you read in the paper, if you do any of those things, you don't see a lot of reason for hope. But how can we live our lives with hope? How, we got a minute to kind of wrap that up, but tell me a little bit, a couple minutes. Why can we have hope? It, for me, I go back to the verses I was talking about. If I look at the disciples, how could they go on when their their Savior, the Christ, was crucified and dead, but they saw him rise again? There was a miracle, and they they knew that they had to go on based on that miracle. Well, we've all had a miracle in our life at some point if we accepted Christ, even if even if it's a small one, but. They went on, and they took the most difficult journey a man could take after Christ because of that hope in Jesus Christ that he would take care of them. Uh, Vinny, how can we go on, in your, in your words, with hope? Wow, I'm just thinking back, you know, in my life. If I didn't have hope, I would have never gotten to this point here. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through some things that are just unbelievable. You know, but I, I guess everybody does, and to them it's as serious as me. But without hope, I really think you got nothing. I yeah. really think you have nothing. Yeah, and, and for me and Howard, I wish we could have got back to you. Sorry about that. But hope for me, I find hope in the fact that, that God stopped it at nothing to get us back into relationship with him. We were so important to him that he gave his all gave his only son that we could have life. And if, he, if he's on our side and he loves us that much, how can we not have hope? So as you're facing some things, I know some of you are out there today, and it's really struggling, have hope. God's there with you. He's fighting for you, and he'll come after your heart in the midst of it. You've been listening to the Masculine Journey. Thanks for listening. <laughs>